Christmas edition of the Randy Tobler show. There's only a week left now, Leah, and I don't know what to do. I'm one of those guys that ends up in the mall on Christmas Eve at 5:55 p.m. taking whatever's there. Oh, really? I imagine you're yeah, you're probably more uh, you're probably more efficient than that, right? Um, yeah. I mean, No. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I don't I have I didn't buy many gifts for people this year just cuz the budget's yeah. a little tight, but yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're not alone. It's, uh, <laughs> of course, and you're not alone. The retail spending is down. Those numbers came out uh, this week, but down 0.6%, triple what economists had predicted. We'll be talking about that for sure as the morning rolls along. Uh, busy show, another Twitter file dump overnight confirming in just that the, there is no more smoking gun. It was a fired gun, and the smoke is billowing out. Uh, not just smoking. I mean, it's billowing out uh, from the collusion between FBI, which had a whole department of social media surveillance and proactively reaching out to various organizations, including Twitter and others, to um, just undermine free speech. That's all the what's the only way you can put it. Uh, so uh, it, the, the, the saga continues. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, creating more controversy in terms of uh, now canceling a few people, suspending accounts, journalist accounts. That's in the news. Um, and uh, we will be talking later on with um, Paul Kurtman about the economic news, particularly those retail spending numbers. The market taking a big swoon late week with just tremendous losses on Thursday and Friday. Um when the news came out. So uh, lots going on there and lots of topics as well. Uh, and Leah, maybe you need to, you don't live in the city. Maybe you need to leave, live in the city at eight o'clock. We're going to talk about uh, a St. Louis alderman who is giving initial okay to monthly cash payments. So you could go and get cash just by living in the city. So maybe you should move there. Uh, that way the budget wouldn't be as tight. Mm, I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> 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 Um, and so we have other uh, great topics too. The um, it's uh, it's really the numbers, by the way, are three one four nine one two one zero one nine. Really want to make this an interactive session this morning because uh, we haven't had as much time over the last few weeks. We've been packed with guests to talk with you. So so <coughs> if you're able to give us a call, please do. I do not have a respiratory illness. The uh, coffee. My wife make pumpkin spice coffee. This is pumpkin spice time of year. It starts a little Ooh. bit before Thanksgiving and goes till forever. I don't know. So it's pumpkin spice <laughs> or caramel latte. I don't know what it is. It's one of these flavored coffees. I, just give me a plain old coffee. But you like the flavored stuff? You coffee drinker? No, nope. no. Nope. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I mean, like, I don't know. I like 
hot flavored hot chocolate, I guess, if that Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh so how was your week? Are you you're off school now, right? For the semester or no? Yep. I had my final last week. Yeah, how'd you do? Everything good? You know, turn out well? Yes, of course. I should uh I should be making the Dean's list again. So I was going to ask you that. I assumed you might be making the dean's list because you are certainly (laughs) bright as a 100-watt bulb, although they don't make 100-watt bulbs anymore. They make 20-watt bulbs that are LED that look like 100-watt bulbs, but uh, you're you're as bright. You put out as many lumens out of that brilliant (laughs) mind of yours. Thanks. You're going to be... Any competing going on? Any, uh, you know, competitions over the holiday? You just taking a break from your workout routine? What's Um, going on with you over the holiday? Yeah, so actually... Like two days ago, I agreed to do my first uh, Olympic weightlifting competition in February. Ooh. Not well, kind of my first. The first one I've done uh-huh. in like four years since uh-huh. being at Lindenwood at on their weightlifting team. So this will be with my CrossFit gym. But I haven't done an Olympic weightlifting competition in four years. So yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna be signed up for that so- in February. What does that mean? I mean, Olympic weightlift is mm-hmm. this? Could this potentially put you on the road to, you know, being in wherever the next Olympics are? Or, no, or how's this work? Not me. Huh? <laughs> I mean, other people, yes, not me though. Um, yeah, Olympic weightlifting. It's it's more just the name of the specific lifts, like the weightlifting, like itself. Like there's powerlifting oh, and bodybuilding. Olympic weightlifting is like the name. Um, but oh, it's like the it's like a it's like a a class of or a yeah. category of lifting. But, it's a, yeah, it's a particular the, it's a description of a sp- particular deal. Yeah, okay, I but people it. do go to the yeah. Olympics for it. So, yeah, not me. <laughs> well, and no, I, well, that's good. Well, I just wondered because I thought maybe this is sort of like you know, there's the there's the Miss uh, St. Louis, then there's the Miss Missouri, then there's the Miss America, then there's mm-hmm. the Miss Universe. You know, I thought maybe this was on the road to if you were the the well, you I, I don't know if you'd identify as a Miss or a Ms or whatever, but if you were the Ms. Lindenwood Olympic champion, then could you become the Ms. <laughs> you know Metropolitan St. Louis and then and then Missouri and then, you know, but it's just this is a type of lifting. Like there's ballet and then there's sure. jazz and whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not good for you. I'm not going to do that well, but you know. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, yes, you can. Believe, 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 and you can. You know that they tell us all in the school. I'm not sure believing gets it done. Not, uh, not at all. Um, we'll talk a little bit later on as well about uh, colds and viruses and some practical advice if you uh, if you happen to get a cold or a flu or if you want to avoid it because you may be around it. Well, you're not maybe being around it. You will be around it by virtue of it being winter cold and flu and yes, COVID season. Respiratory illnesses abound. They're quite popular. And we'll be talking with you guys about that and about some tips um, to help you. um, And some of which cost nothing, Um, although they may be difficult depending on your life and your workload and your stress levels. It may be difficult to avoid, but maybe you can manage it a little bit better. And then you may not have known it, but uh, we are entering a new epoch. You know, there was the Pliocene age and there was this age and that age that the dinosaurs were well, entering a new age, according to some woke geologists. We'll be talking about that story. And uh, we have a little sound from our friend Adam Kinzinger. Farewell, Adam. Godspeed. Uh, he did his farewell uh, 
leaving Congress. You know, he and and uh, and our friend Liz Cheney were, of course, turncoat Republicans who turned uh, against uh, Donald Trump and those who, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it did uh, performed in the insurrection of uh, January 6th. Their words, not mine. Um, but when you look at some of the footage that was shown, I think we could all agree it was certainly a travesty. And some people um, did engage in violent behavior towards the Capitol Police and certainly um, defacing and, um, you know, uh, violent behavior towards our Capitol, which I thought was absolutely abhorrent. Look at all of the fallout. Look at what happened. Absolutely uh, unbelievable. And it, I think that probably played in a little bit to what happened in the midterms. But nonetheless, Adam Kinzinger is gone. We'll have some sound from that uh, and lots of other news. Our guests include Virginia Cruda, of course, at 745. I mentioned Paul Kurtman will be on uh, in the seven o'clock hour before Virginia. And uh, then we talk to Mike Kucharski uh, a little bit later at uh, at 825. Um, he's the head of a big uh, trucking firm. And um, Mike, uh, Mike will be talking about food prices that might be soaring. Uh, because we have we have some real issues, of course, with transportation and stuff. Although I've seen some moderation in fuel prices, whether they're going to start back up again. I read the other day that oil prices may be heading up again. And uh, so we may be going through a little another convulsion of, of increased prices. But, you know, it's just because of Joe Biden's goodness and all of his great policies that uh, inflation's down to 7.1 percent. They reported last week um, unemployment claims were a little lower than expected, which puts a little bit of a, a wrench in the works of us hoping for um, maybe a, an easing of those rate of the increasing uh, Fed funds rate prices. Fed Chair Powell was quite um, hawkish on more and more in uh, price increases or rate increases. They raised it another half a percent. The market went down almost almost 900 points and um, based on some statements that were made as well as the action. So um, things things are not looking rosy in the economy. And um, if we get another uptick in oil prices, transportation costs up, your food prices, because a large part of the price of food it's not the growing of the corn or the the harvesting of it um, and the storing of it and so forth. It's even the process. It's a distribution of it. Processing a lot, but distribution of it, of course, is where a lot of the cost comes in. And that's where a lot of the cost increases in labor and, of course, fuel cost in transportation, getting it from uh, the, the farm to the processing plant, the processing plant to the grocer or to the wholesaler, the wholesaler to the grocer. Uh, and the grocers increase costs of labor uh, all the way along. That's just a multiplier effect that's nigh in, nigh impossible to really, you know, put a dent in with the uh, fuel prices the way they are and the labor market the way it is. 314-912-1019 if you'd like to weigh in. And, uh, well, we're going to have some fun, too, with the, a perennial controversy that is raised. I, uh, I was... Uh, walking through the store the other day and I had, I didn't have my AirPods. So I, there was no one in the store and I uh, turned on my, my phone and Leah, I, this is hard for you. This may be hard for you to believe, but I turned on my phone and I had it uh, somehow. I, it was on speaker and I, you know, and I wanted to turn it down before I could, it was playing baby. It's cold outside. <laughs> and the, the, the original version 
Because I listen to and once in a while, I just, you know, I got to take a break from listening to talk radio, including, yes, our fair oh, yeah, uh, me station, too. because it just well, I have to because my wife says I get too grumbly when I think mm-hmm. about all the, the things going on. So once in a while for five, 10 minutes at a time, a little dose of little happiness, a little cheer, maybe listen to a little Sinatra, a little, you know, holiday music channel, whatever. And baby, it's cold outside. I was playing. And this woman walked past me who I think. I'm just guessing based on appearance that was profiling. I know, but based on appearance, <laughs> I was probably probably as someone who watches, you know, and contributes heavily to PBS and listens not to us, but NPR. And I, I, I maybe I was imagining it, but I was only on for a brief minute before I could turn the thing down and get my AirPods in. I had them in my pocket and it was just a lag there. I should have put the AirPods in first. It was my mistake. I swear. I think this woman had a problem with me listening to that that song because it was a bit sexist allegedly you know that's what happened with the hashtag me too movement the other day or you know a few years ago um i don't know i just sort of got this snarky um you know you know stink eye look and so i think that that may have been i asked my wife about it she didn't she doesn't think there's anything wrong with the song that you know i'm i don't think there's anything wrong with it but I don't know. Apparently I did something wrong and offended this person. But then the AirPods were on, so all was good. And she went her way and I went mine. But uh, we're going to talk about that as well. Um, so uh, what of your what are your friends telling you, Leah, concerning? Um, oh, one other topic I forgot to cover. We will talk about the McConnell McCarthy uh, rift. There seems to be a growing rift among GOP ranks, uh, particularly among Mitch McConnell versus those in the House who now are going to come January, have a, a new majority. What are how what are they to do if an omnibus spending bill, which McConnell seems to be in favor of, uh, makes it to the makes it to the across the finish line because he wants to get out of Dodge by December 22nd, next uh, next Thursday, Friday. And um Yes, it's Thursday. And uh, the Republicans are in the House who say, wait a minute, we have the majority. Don't take the power of the purse away from us. If you let them spend through next uh, September with the new budget being due and the new spending due in October, well, we can't do much because, you know, we the power of the purse has already been determined. Um, and so there's a lot of back and forth on that. And I think uh, good people on both sides within conservative ranks can make the argument one way or another. But that'll be something, folks, that will want to uh, to learn your opinion on as well. We'll step aside now. When we come back, um, we'll have a little bit of fun. I, I want to we want to talk about uh, TSA, which um, it's time for us to do a little woke busting. Uh, I hadn't realized this till Leah found this story and ran it by me. Unbelievable what's going on at the TSA. I mean, you, you can't escape woke. You can run, but you can't hide. It's everywhere. It'll be at the airport, apparently, starting in January, too. I'm Randy Tobler with Leah. We're the Tobler Show on 101.9941 News Talk STL. spirit even if you're not there yeah beautiful giddy up giddy up giddy up Mm -hmm. 
Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that's great. Is that is that Arthur Fiedler or who is that? Uh, Leroy Anderson. That's the original Leroy Anderson. Okay. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then at the very at the very end, they have the horse whinnying. Yeah. Know? It's just, it's a fantastic. Oh, love this. I could listen to this all day long. I start this even before Thanksgiving. Really? You can't believe it, but I do. You're oh, one of those yeah. people? Love it. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, turn that off. What do you mean one of those people? Did you just, <laughs> what do you mean one of those people? That starts like decorating and playing Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. Well, I don't. I don't start decorating, but I like listening to the country Christmas. As soon as it's available, I'm listening to it when I can because it just it it uh, it buoys my spirit. Which otherwise, if you look around you at the news, my God, I, you know, you'd go crazy. Well, there's a way not to go crazy, other than you know listening to a little bit of Christmas music now and then. But it does raise the spirits. You ought to join the News Talk STL St. Louis Conservative Christmas Giveaway. Become a part of that. We're spreading the Christmas cheer. You have a chance to win some amazing prizes throughout every day and throughout the holiday season. Now, this will only be going through Wednesday, but uh, you can listen to Mike Ferguson in the morning at 810. They'll be giving a, giving away some a gift of Vic Purcelli. Uh, if you haven't been on the website recently and looked at it, News Talk STL, you got, it's on my favorites bar, of course. I hope it is on yours, too. Uh, there's a great shot of... <laughs> Vic, just being Vic. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's, it's, that is just vintage Vic uh, <laughs> with Ken. And that's being Ken. Happy Ken and uh, grumbly Vic. There he is. And, um, but you jump on there and uh, you can, you can then enter. All you have to do is just uh, fill in the, fill in the, the, the form there. And you can submit as meant as often as you want. So submit an entry as often as you want. And you have the chance to win multiple times. Uh, eight ten in the morning on Mike Ferguson's show, Vic Purcelli's show at ten ten, and Colombo and Katie at three ten, and then Tim Jones and uh, Chris Arp. So you know you got the Jones and Arp show all the way up through the morning. So you got four opportunities: one, two, three, four opportunities every day through uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three days left, and this has been going on now uh, for over two weeks uh, since the fifth. And you have the chance to win uh, some cool prizes. What are you looking at there? If you could win, you're not eligible, Leah. I'm sorry to tell you. You're not either. You're not eligible. But <laughs> oh, I know. I've already. Which is. And when I found that out, I started listening to Christmas music because it made me very sad that I wasn't eligible. <laughs> what kind uh, of gifts are there? Yeah. So I'll run through these real quick. So. You can get a $25 gift card to Steph's Pizza, a $25 gift certificate to Great Harvest Bread Company, $25 gift certificate to Bluff City Outdoors, tickets to the aquarium, tickets to the wheel in Union Station, uh, a Newstalk STL t-shirt, Nutcracker ticks uh, to the, at the St. Louis Ballet, tickets to Monster Jam, tickets for Disney on Ice, tickets for the City Museum, and tickets for Jurassic World Live. Yeah. Yeah, so really, uh, really exciting. You know, the St. Louis Aquarium is quite a, quite a, quite a museum. When they were over on uh, off of Hanley there in a little industrial park, my son was actually a docent there for a while when he was in high school. And um, <clears throat> was it middle school or high school? Anyway, well, he's a young guy. And um, we were sponsors of a table for a fundraiser during those days when there was a dream of a of a real first class, you know, big time aquarium. It was very, um, you know, it was small. It was um, 
it was a vision and a dream at that point, and it was it was in its formative stages in that location off of Hanley, and now you know you can go down to Union Station and uh, have a have a great time. It's there sort of as you're as you're heading into the the uh, the hotel there. So, have you been up in the big uh, Ferris wheel at the station, Leah? Have you taken a ride? Um, in that yet? I have once. Have you really? Yeah. How far? I haven't been on a, on a huge Ferris wheel like that forever. That sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Um, I guess. I mean, I'm not a fan of heights, so. Ah. Yeah. I. You don't do well with that. No. <laughs> no? I, do you yeah. fly? You're okay with flying. Yeah. Mm, yeah, flying's fine. Uh, I guess okay. I don't know. I guess when you're What's flying, thirty thousand feet, Leah. Yeah, yeah I know. I guess when you're flying, feet. you're like secure and you're like seated, and you know you can't see like straight down. But oh, secure are you? Yeah. Have you ever thought about the the fact that when you're flying, Leah, mm-hmm. you're flying at like you know sub supersonic speeds, mm-hmm. granted, but you know a couple hundred what three hundred miles an hour, two hundred, three hundred miles an hour. Yeah, in a tube, you know, uh, what a a fifteen foot tube. Mm-hmm. With a couple of wings attached, you're just flying with a tube through the air at that kind of a speed. Now, you're feeling real secure now? <laughs> I mean... Hur- hurtling through the air at 30,000 feet. I mean, don't give me things to worry about, so... Well, I was just... No, I was, I was just trying to freak you out <laughs> yeah. there a little bit. No, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about this TSA thing. Um, they are going to... This is pretty wild. TSA is uh, going to start by the way i have to give some kudos to tsa compare before we do this story before they before they law before they became i think a a, a a friendly gentler and softer tsa over the last decade or so you know the first after 9 11 when tensions were high tsa you know the, the screening was going on it was really ugly um Things were a little tense, and I think TSA went through some serious PR problems, some service problems, some customer satisfaction problems, but I think they really did step up their game, and and in most places, I think they're quite friendly. When it gets super busy and they're super busy, yeah, they're not as warm and fuzzy, but I mean, I think in general, the interactions have been much more pleasant with TSA, and I'm I, I want to give them some kudos. And remember, the people that are there at the you know at the security screening checkpoints are certainly not the ones making decisions uh, like this, but they've been spending $18.6 million that that they received in funding to develop, test, and deploy non-binary screening systems. Now, this was from the FY22. Uh, Of course, fiscal year 22 uh, ended, I guess, in what, uh, end of September. Um, in the spending budget, it's been approved to approve uh, advanced imaging technology units, and they're working to update the algorithm for increased accuracy and efficiency. This is going to roll out in, in January. Individuals who feel their gender was incorrectly assumed now have the option to ask for a rescreening before they submit to a physical pat-down. Um, get a load of this, Leah. The agency gets 26,000 plus screening complaints annually, and uh, about six-tenths of a percent of those are uh, from members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, I guess they have some kind of a problem because they're, I guess they're, it doesn't match. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> their, maybe their passport says Linda, but now they're Larry, you know, and something, you know, they think they're Larry, but they're really Linda. 
Mm-hmm. And somehow, I guess the, the algorithm doesn't match, you know. TSA's executive director for travel engagement, Jose Bonilla, said he's confident the new sharper imaging technology will reduce the number of pat-downs, the number of complaints from minority communities. Uh, this this technology really should be gender neutral. Uh, you know, it really should be. And we're, we're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I tell you. I... Uh, and so we're spending millions of dollars on this and um, in order to better accommodate transgender, non-binary and gender, gender non-conforming. What is the difference? So gender non-conforming, non-binary. Do you know the difference? What's, the diff- what's a gender? I don't know. I don't keep up with any of them. Is the gender non-conforming? Maybe you like identify as a cat or, you know, we've played that. Some of those sounds, people that identify as cats or birds or they're called gender doesn't matter. I don't know. What are they? What is I don't get this. (laughs) This is crazy. I don't like I don't remember when those we first went into those porno screeners. You know, that's what I called them. The porno screener. I have where you have to do all this and originally. Well, no, when you go into the tube and you have to stand there like this and they're taking a picture of you. Right. And they're actually getting a picture. They're actually, well, that's what they do. I think they had to refine that because they found that some of the, they had some pervs that were, you know, doing the screening. They were looking at the pictures and they actually did show sort of a, a silhouetted image of, a, of your body underneath. It was like an x-ray camera, mm. you know, underneath your clothes. And so, you know, I think they've, they've, they've fixed that, you know, at once. I remember I made a, I made that sardonic comment as we were um, on a layover in Chicago and we had to rescreen. I get, how did that work? I guess we had taken Amtrak up there and then flying from anyway, real grizzly guy. It was sort of late at night and a grizzly TSA guy. Not not like the not like the nice ones that I've run across in now for several years. And uh, I said, oh, you're going to make me go through the porno screener, sir. We don't appreciate those kind of I'm like, oh, come on, man. Have a I mean, come on. Just can't you can't you get a chuckle up? I'll walk through your screener. I don't care. I don't know. We like to do the TSA pre-check. You pay, I don't know, 70 or 80 bucks, but it is worth it. I mean, oh my gosh, is it worth it? Um, You know, most of the time, if you tell your airline, you you have to go through a little bit of a process to get that. We got it down in the office uh, uh, down there in the Boone's Crossing area. And um, it, 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 we did it a few, I don't know, several years ago, a few years ago. And I think it's still good. I We haven't had to renew it and pay up again. What so do you I think get? It, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Well, when you when you put your, your uh, known traveler ID, I think that's what it's called. But there's an identifier number that you have. They go through and do background checks and they, you know, they confirm that you're not, you know, Osama bin Laden, you know, or one of his relatives. And, and then... Uh, you get you can put that in when you make your reservation on the airline or if you do it through orbits or priceline or wherever you know whatever you do it through um then most of the time it doesn't happen all the time and i can't figure out why once in a while it doesn't but almost always you get this little thing on your on your boarding pass or on your yeah on your boarding pass no yeah that says um you know pre-check and so then you can go through the line where there's not a line and you go through and you're already pre-screened pretty much And then you don't have to take off your shoes and your belt and all that nonsense. It's a really, it's a streamlined process. And I like that because I get, I get so disoriented when I have to go through that process. One time before I was a little more travel savvy and I'm not a frequent traveler, but I mean, before I was a little more travel savvy, I would wear lace on shoes and, 
you know, it just, I didn't, I wasn't prepared and I walked into the thing. Now, if I don't have the pre-check and I go through the screening, I put my watch, everything in my, in my, in my suitcase or my bag, my carrier, whatever, and put it through there and it's all there. But I don't like that. You take off your shoes, your belt. One time down in the airport in, um, where was it? Orlando. I was down there for a conference. I was starting to get a virus. I felt myself getting a little feverish. You know, I wasn't thinking clearly. I, le- I went through screening. And when I put myself all back together and everything, you know, you have to take your laptop out of the mm-hmm. case and put it in the little bin. I forgot to gather my laptop and I was already oh, down no. to the gate. And I panicked. I'm in like, oh, my God. And I almost missed the flight. So after that, it's like I'm doing pre-check. Yeah. And I had to run. I I mean, I I had to run back down there. It was harrowing. I don't the whole travel thing. I guess there's people that really dig it, but I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like the weights. I don't I don't like paying 10 prices for half rate food either. Uh, You know, get a plate of spaghetti at at the airport. It's, you know, 15 bucks. You're like, hello. What? Really? (laughs) Yeah. And cheap wine that costs you what vintage wine costs. At any rate, hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, uh, AOC is now a movie star. Yes, she's a movie star. And we have some exciting uh, exciting sound from our, uh, our friend, Senator John Kennedy. Uh, you'll find this fun. He always comes through with, uh, with zingers. I just love this guy. And some other exciting sound. On the Randy Tobler Show... Um, Lots of surprises up ahead. And in the 7 o'clock hour, don't forget, Paul Kurtman joins us along with Virginia Cruda. Lots coming along your way. Stay with us on 1019-941 News Talk STL. Sign up for the conservative Christmas giveaway. Only a few days left. We'll be right back. Yo Yo Ma? No. There, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, is that Trans-Siberian? Oh, yeah. You know who they are, right? Oh, of course I know who they are. Okay, good. Just like Mannheim Steamroller? Yeah. Do you know about Mannheim? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah they're all good. I think they're Trans-Siberian. I know my sister-in-law loves Trans-Siberian. Every time they <clears throat> were in town doing a con- uh, concert, she would go there. Just a great group. Mm-hmm. So... I can't wait, Leah, to go out and find a theater playing <laughs> the new Starlet, the new headline, the marquee, uh, just unbelievable actress named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's in a new climate change documentary. Uh, and I guess it debuted, what, last weekend? Were you going to go? Have you seen it? Did you? Sp- how much were tickets? Uh, 10, 20? Did you pay as much for that as you did for uh, Taylor Swift? Oh, gosh, definitely not. No, I did not see it. <laughs> I have no idea how much it costs. <sighs> What's the story on this? Um, It looks like she made a film called To the End. Um, and it amazingly got 88% and rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I can only imagine the people that were cr- critiquing it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but. Which is. But. That's why I don't, I don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I don't put too much stock in their 
in the in the ratings. Yeah. Fresh is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's 88 percent is like critics. really good. Yeah. That's from critics. Well, that what is that? That tells you more about critics than it does about climate change. Yeah. I think I think and they were about, being nice. Uh, God almighty. I can't. But she offers the best on-screen antidote to despair. She's funny. A canny political strategy, says Teo Bugby of the New York Times. Who, by the way, are what, laying off people, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, to the end is set to ignite more Americans to take it. What I would someone explain to me, call me, Leah, after I give the numbers, I'm hoping you can play devil's advocate because I know you don't agree with the with the notion of America falling on its sword, you know, uh, for climate change. I mean, economically. Um but try to try to imagine yourself one of these critics who think this is the best thing since pop-up Kleenex that AOC making this film and little Greta Thornburg uh, with, you know, on, about the, the world's going to end. in what is it now? Ten years, because I think it was two years ago. She said it was going to end in 12 years. Yeah. Um, OK. Can, can you or anyone explain to me? 314-912-1019. Can you explain to me when when China and India are pumping out fossil fuel emissions more than AOC and Cori Bush pump out socialist propaganda. What good it does for us in the light of that, in the context of them doing that to the planet, how can we just, and their economies are going gangbusters as a result. What, how does it serve the American public, the American citizen, America first agenda to fall on the sword cut our throats when it comes to fossil fuel and ruin our economy. Can you explain this to me? No, definitely not. No. I mean, it just, I, if the whole world were to say, Hey, we're going to try to really make a push for, you know, gradually reducing our fossil fuel utilization with energy conservation on the one hand and supplementing fossil fuels with nuclear and eventually replacing it with nuclear, or if I was George Bush, if I was W, I'd say nuclear, but mm-hmm. that's another matter. Drives me crazy when people say nuclear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could I could go with that. Okay, that's fine. We all want a clean earth. We all want, you know, to the extent there is any human contribution to this, I'm still not certain. The biosphere is and the and the atmosphere are very resilient, much more resilient than any of the climate change activists want to admit but but if the whole world truly a agreed to it and b implemented it i think i could i could probably get on board with some kind of moderate step by step as technology allowed progression to that i i I could i could i could probably you know come to some kind of an agreement with that but that's not the i mean that just doesn't make sense that's like saying I'm going to allow Aaliyah and, you know, 40% of the people in America to cheat on their taxes, but don't worry about it. I'll pay more tax while they cheat on their taxes. You know, I mean, why would I ever agree to that? That's essentially what America is doing. And, and so this push with people like AOC and the, and the climate change radicals, I, I just continue to want to ask them. So you're going to, you're, you, on the one hand, AOC, 
you continue to advocate for the downtrodden, the oppressed, the economically struggling of America, which is sadly that's increasing. I read the other day, two thirds of Americans are uh, are now living paycheck to paycheck. More and more people are putting their debt on credit cards and the interest rates on those credit cards going up, of course. So on the one hand, you claim to want to be supportive of people struggling economically. And the other hand, you're hammering them with energy costs because of the high cost of energy. I mean, it just it makes no sense. Just, just, just I don't know. One viewer said of AOC's film. What is the name of this film again? To the end. I feel like I. I must have watched a completely different movie than the one the critics watched. Now, this was one in our camp. It was absolutely terrible. It actually made me dislike AOC after it was all over. I now see the audience score, and I would say it is much more accurate compared to the clinics, to the to the critics. Um, one audience member called the film a knockdown, drag-out snooze fest. <laughs> Extremely polarizing message. Uh 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, according to the critics, the public had a very different opinion with a score sitting at 11% certified. Not good. Not good at all. Well, I'm, for one, not going to be watching it unless it comes free on something, just so I can screen it and see. But I'm not going to give them the pleasure of that. We have a caller. Who's on board? Ulrich. Oh, Rick. Let's talk to old Rick. How you doing, Rick? From Marthasville, great to talk with you this morning. Yeah, well, I'm doing better this weekend than last weekend because, shoot, I ended up in a darn old unhospitable hospital. Right? But doing better. What happened? What? How, what was wrong? I'm sorry to hear that. What? What in the world happened? <laughs> well, after church, I went out to our American Legion Christmas party, and then after all that, I went out to help a buddy with a roof on a uh, woodshed. And uh, I made a big discovery, and that discovery was is that the old uh, tin can sure bite (laughs) you. Yeah. What do you mean? Did you fall through the tin, or did you cut yourself badly? (laughs) Well, let's say that handling tin, you better have leather gloves on. Uh Uh-oh. Yep, yep, yep. It can slice pretty easy, easier than you'd think. Uh Uh-oh. So you ended up in the emergency department? Did you have to get, you didn't cut any tendons, did you? Or what, did you need, what What happened? Did you need surgery? Well, what they ended up doing was just uh, breaking out the old uh, singer sewing machine and just sewing me back together and then uh, said, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> and I actually well, met a well, pretty nice lady in there that, yep. Yeah, some others say, oh, you just go to hospitals to meet ladies now? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's paying quite a price to cut yourself with tin to go to the hospital and meet ladies. Now, so <laughs> you just, yeah. you just, you had a, you had a laceration. You didn't cut a tendon, right? And you still have all function of your fingers and everything, everything working okay and the, the sensation all good? Yeah, the medic buddies, he was squeezing my fingertips while trying to seal off the bleeding whatever but uh yeah i said i had to have stitches so i had to go over there but uh yeah 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 yeah. but i'm doing much better this weekend i kind of getting my other hand back to me now (laughs) and uh, well that's great that's great anyway do you have any um yeah 
on the subject that you're hitting, hitting that and the silly messed up ways that uh, some of them or some of them, maybe a lot of them in the government nowadays and the Democrat party are uh, doing well. It actually started back in 1962. Uh, you know what happened in 1962 involving the government schools? No, uh, maybe I, I probably do, but I didn't know it was 62. What, 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 what event happened then? Well, up until then, things were pretty stable in the schools and, and the whole country. Basically, everything was running like it should. But what happened in that year was they uh, kicked God out of the schoolhouse. And uh, that kind of oh, started. I, yeah, the that's right. Rolling. Yeah. yeah, well, I thought the prayers went out of schools in 47, uh, but maybe, maybe something doubled down on that in 62. But you're right. I mean, as, when they took God out of the schools uh, as a matter of routine, uh, I think that's where we got into trouble. And I think as we've lost our allegiance to and our and our you know recognition of a much higher and a much uh, more hopeful power than our own instincts and our own brains, that's when things started going downhill. What do you think? <laughs> Almost uh, definitely because they say, well, we're just taking God out of the schools. But uh, what they don't think about is that it doesn't leave a vacuum. It leaves a good uh, portal for the old devil himself to come right on in behind them. And then they get to scratching their heads now wondering, why is our country going to hell now? Because uh, yeah. back in back way back then, they didn't really need like uh, Christian schools, church-run schools, any because the common government school was Christian. And now it's like yeah. anything but anything but Christian. Uh, well, if there's if there's anything that came out of COVID, Rick, I think it was that we we realized that um, you know what was going on in the public schools was really a lot of travesty and it pulled people into parochial schools, into private schools, into homeschooling. And so there's a little bit of a return. Yeah. Hey, I'm up against a hard break, but I thank you for calling. And, um, I don't, uh, I don't think we'll be talking to you before Christmas. Leah says we got the week. Are we, are we off next week, Saturday, uh, next Saturday, Leah? We are. Oh, okay. Well, so you have a Merry Christmas and it's always great talking to you, Rick. We'll see you in a couple yeah. weeks. Okay. Yeah, well, you never can tell, but dear Lord willing, we'll be getting back with his Merry Christmas. All righty. I hope that uh, hand heals. Okay, we'll get to a John Kennedy clip, top of the hour. Lots more on the Tobler Show coming up. 